0: This podcast is a production of WCWP LIU Post Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs. Listen live or support by visiting wcwp.org. Welcome to backstage at Tilla Center. I'm Sherry Linker, director of communications here. And today, our guest truthfully needs no introduction, and, and frankly, his bio would be longer than this podcast. But coming to the Tillis Center stage this Saturday, September 22nd at 8 p.m., welcome the award-winning songwriter, composer, and pianist, Mr. Neil Sedaka. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Sherry. Nice of you to call.
0: Uh so. I have a question. How much fun is it for you to perform in your hometown neighborhood?
1: Well, you know, I like uh, having friends and family come. Uh, they always give me support. Uh, and uh, it's like a, a two sides. I I get a little uptight because I do the whole show for the friends and the family, and uh, it uh, it's. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's easier when I know no one in the audience.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because I was going to say maybe the audience is like your friends as well. So
1: <laughs> well, you know, I've been doing this sixty-five years writing songs 65 years, and singing 63 years. So uh, I, I've uh, I've performed practically in every uh, city in the world and uh, many, many different kinds of audiences.
0: And speaking of that, I want to read you some of the comments on our post promoting your performance. Uh, so here we go. I've seen some... I've seen him perform, and he's great. Why is he not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He still has an amazing voice, extremely talented, should have been inducted years ago in the Hall of Fame. His concerts rock and roll, entertaining, and oh, how he can move. He's an awesome entertainer. Neil, you're the best. Why is there such a strong element to uh, everyone wanting you to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
1: Well, it's very flattering, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, I don't fit into that category. But I certainly, I must say, deserve to be inducted as a songwriter. Uh, You know, I think I... I started at the beginning of rock and roll, and the songs were very different, and that kind of pigeonholed me. The Calendar Girls and Breaking Up Is Hard To Do's uh, were not of the, um, of the type that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame likes.
0: Well, that's probably fair enough. But why do you think your songs and your performances resonate so much and so passionately with the audiences?
1: Well... You know the success never went to my head. I worked very hard for it. And um I um I love I love to perform. I love people. Uh I love to share the gift that has been given to me. And uh I think that being from the Brill Building, Sherry, we were taught to write hooks, uh melody, uh very uh singable memorable songs. So uh, I think, uh, you know, I I touched a nerve, uh, whether it be happy songs or sad songs, I I did touch the nerve.
0: Well, I I can attest to it myself. That's a good point. Uh, Just the emotion that all your songs bring up. and, And I think probably it brings people back to a time in their lives
1: yeah the nostalgia is very big uh i get mostly the older people but i do get surprisingly uh, y- some young people who have just discovered me on youtube or on the internet and uh, I even have four or five-year-olds. Uh, I wrote two children's books and a, and a children's CD uh, that I called Waking Up Is Hard To Do. I changed all the words to my old rock and roll songs. And I get, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, coming to the show uh, on September 22nd, I have a 10-year-old and a, tw- and a 12-year-old who have been following me.
0: Oh, my God, that's excellent and sounds so apropos for a child, children's book.
1: Yes. Uh, which,
0: which is a good segue into the next question. Now, being on a university campus, we have a lot of music students who I'm sure would love to know what your process is. Can you take us through it? Is it? What comes first, the chicken or the egg, the uh, music or the lyrics?
1: Well, uh, I've done both. Uh, The the first songs in the late 50s, early 60s, I collaborated with a marvelous lyricist named Howard Greenfield. Uh, When he passed, I started writing my own lyrics, but I have collaborated with Phil Cody and Carol Bayer-Sager. What comes first? Sometimes the poem, I could be on a plane uh, and I'm writing a poem on a napkin and I get it home and put the melody to it. Or I can be at the piano uh, starting with a melody and uh it work it, it can come both ways but um the inspiration really comes from listening to singers on the radio. Uh, I, I listen to someone and I say, gee, I can write a melody for that singer, tailor-made for that kind of style, that, that singing style. And I think creative people bounce off each other. And I could hear a singer and say, well, uh, you know, um, I, I think I can write something for them. That's how it starts.
0: Was there anyone in particular that maybe resonated the most with you?
1: Well, I'll tell you, Love Will Keep Us Together, uh, which I wrote in the 70s. I made a record of it. Of course, it was covered by the great Captain and Neal. We got a Grammy. Uh, That Mm -hmm. was inspired by the, the sounds of Diana Ross... Uh, the Beach Boys and Al Green. And in the show, I demonstrate how I can, like a designer, take little fabrics from people, uh, mostly uh, hearing their voice, and put them all together and make it my own.
0: Wow, that's uh, really inspiring. Now, no secret, your roots are classical. Uh, So for those students here on campus that are studying classical, what advice can you give them?
1: Well, it's a very competitive uh, field. It's a small, uh, very uh, well-tuned field. Following, Uh, It's difficult. I started as a uh, student of the piano at the Juilliard School of Music, studied with Adele Marcus and Rosina Levine, Uh, had every intention of becoming a classical pianist. Uh, I never abandoned it. I just wrote my first piano concerto called Manhattan Intermezzo, which I recorded with the London Symphony, and I I also wrote my first symphony called Joie de Vivre joy of life that was also recorded with the london symphony and people play it all over the world uh, I, i'm one of the few pop singers who can do that
0: Wow! Well, i'll have to go back and uh check that out myself <laughs>
1: yes there are, t- there are two albums one my latest album which is called i do it for applause the last cut the bonus track is uh my piano concerto, uh, Manhattan Intermezzo.
0: Will you be incorporating any of that when you take a, the Tillis Center
1: stage? I always play a Chopin piece, yes. Even if, if, even if the fingers are a little crimped at this age, a little uh, arthritis, I, I can still play Chopin, and it uh, it usually shocks the people.
0: Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Uh, Now, we're called Backstage Attila Center, and we always ask our guests about some kind of a funny backstage story. Is there anyone that you could share with us?
1: Well, I was invited with my son and grandson backstage by Paul McCartney a couple of years ago in Las Vegas at the MGM. Uh, He uh, invited us to the show and then back to his dressing room and uh, my grandson was about ten years old at the time and he had Paul McCartney's pictures all over his bedroom walls, so it was a great thrill. He said, Papa, my heart is going boom, 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 boom. I'm so excited to meet Paul. I said, well, you know, he doesn't look like the pictures you have on your wall (laughs) exactly anymore, so don't make mention of that. But it was very exciting. I was there with George Martin and Yoko Ono, and he introduced me from the audience as well. So it was a, a, a nice Backstage story.
0: Wow! See, even someone of your stature still gets excited meeting other oh, yeah. musicians.
1: Oh yes, I, I don't think there'll ever be another Lennon and McCartney. Uh, you know, there there have been some great young writers, but uh, I honestly think they they have to go a long way to equal Lennon and McCartney.
0: Well, you're you're pretty close, so. Thank you, Mr. Neil Sadaka. It's been an honor and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Sherry. I'm looking forward to the performance.
0: Neil Sadaka gracing our stage at Tillis Center Saturday, September 22nd at 8 PM and a few tickets are still available. Thanks again.
1: Thank you, dear. Have a good day.
0: You too. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Backstage at Tilla Center on the campus of LIU Post in Brookville, Long Island. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit wcwp.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.